Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hi, friends, and welcome to my second episode. Excited to be here with you today. I thought I would share with you on my second episode about my grandparents' kitchen. So I mentioned this in my last episode, and I want to share this because it's very dear to my heart, this room box that I created. It's I'm trying to think back of why I came up with the idea or how I came up with the idea. And I think it's shortly after my grand my grandpa passed away and my grandma was going into assisted living. And I grew up in this kitchen. I have lots and lots and lots of memories of this kitchen and so does many people in my family. This was like the hub of the family was this kitchen. And so I came up with the idea to create a mini replica, a room box. It's probably about 18 inches by 12 inches, so it's not huge. And a mini replica of their kitchen. So I just want to explain a little bit about going around the room, things that I put in here that really tell a story. I am very sentimental, so something like this I can still look in this box and just the memories fill me up of you know grandpa and grandma and just all the memories that every family shared in within this little four walls so when i look here i can still see my grandpa sitting in his favorite chair with the rug under it he had to have that rug under there but to keep his feet cold or excuse me keep his feet warm and no one else could sit in this chair. This was Grandpa's chair. And in front of him is his cup of coffee and his favorite green little mug with his picture of green Kool-Aid because he always had to have green Kool-Aid. And looking out the window is his favorite birds. I actually am amazed that someone in both windows in this kitchen, someone took photos at one point looking out the window. And it still amazes me that I found those photos and they now are in my room box. So you looking out the window, you can see all of his favorite birds that he used to feed every day. And on the window seal of that window is his inhaler. And I always remember being there in this little plastic box. And next to his head would be are the updated family photos that he always shoved in the the trim work of the half wall. So having probably, a, I don't know the exact number, but probably 20 grandkids, there was a lot of updated photos going through this kitchen. Also on the table is a coloring book because my grandpa, I remember him teaching me how to color. 
You always had to color in little circles, he told me, little circles. So we did a lot of coloring and playing cards. Crazy Eights was the game that he loved to play. So there is a deck of cards all strewn all over the table. And then going on to the counter behind my grandpa is their rotary phone that, man, they used that until they couldn't anymore. And there's also a board of grandma making an apple pie. She was always baking or cooking. I remember going there and it was always, what can I make you? What what are you hungry for? Because I guess every time you go to grandma's house, you're hungry. I didn't know that, but... I guess that's a thing. And on the stove is her famous dumplings. So you know it was a special occasion when you got dumplings. Either it was a holiday or it was someone's birthday. But it was very simple recipe, actually. A mashed potatoes with flour rolled into balls. But yet, throughout all these years, no one can really perfect Grandma's dumplings. She must have maybe missed a missed a step in her recipe because no one can seem to make dumplings like grandma and then next to the stove is the sink filled with dirty dishes because I always remember her doing dishes and you know me now in my house I always complain because I got emptied the dishwasher and then I think back at my grandma she didn't even have a dishwasher so then it makes that task of me emptying that dang dishwasher, a little more lightning. And then above the sink is looking out at the other window. And again, in that window, you can see more bird feeders. As you can tell, my grandpa really loved his birds. Now going on to the last wall is the cook stove. This was um, a main, a very important part of this kitchen. My grandma, not only was it their main heat source, but it was also a way my grandma cooked. She actually preferred the wood stove over the electric stove. And to this day, I still don't know how she did it. It's not like you can turn that stove on 350 and set a timer. You can't regulate the heat, whether in the oven or on on this top cook stove. So... She loved that stove, though, and I can't imagine ever cooking on it. It would be so hard. And then also on the stove is a big pot of water that my grandma would use for a humidifier. On the floor in front of the stove, you'll find a big burn hole (laughs) on her linoleum floor. And I remember that day she went to take off the top, the round part, I don't know the word for it, but to put wood in and it flipped on the floor and burnt a huge hole right in the middle of her kitchen. So, of course, I had to add that big burn hole in our kitchen. And then, of course, next to the stove, we have a big pile of wood for heating. And I always remember them be the middle of winter, middle of the night, no matter what time they had to go outside and collect wood and bring it in. So they had a huge box next to the stove. Now on the outside of the house, I didn't know what to do there. And so I wanted it to be more fun than just popsicle sticks for siding. So I took old photographs of 
everyone in that kitchen. And it ranged from, I think the oldest photo I have in there is probably from the 40s or the 30s. And then it ranged all the way up to modern day. And so I did kind of a collage of people, whether it would be in that kitchen or just right outside um, family functions, parties, you name it. We are always there, like I said, in that kitchen. So it's very cool. And I will post pictures if you want to see visuals of this dollhouse. I will post them on my Instagram. So if you head on over there, it's at Mike Drop Miniatures. That's my tag. You can find the pictures there, and I will post a bunch so you can see what I'm talking about. And while you're on Instagram looking at my photos, I hope that you will connect with me. Let me know, do you create miniatures to remember things by? Do you, like when you find a piece or searching for a piece, is it you're trying to do an exact replica? Or are you just intrigued by that piece and that's why you would buy or create? For me, it used to be, you know, oh, that's cute. I'll... I'll buy that or, oh, this is cute. I will make that. But now I'm starting to every one of my creations, I want it to be more meaningful. For example, if I make a cake, it will probably be a a mini replica of my daughter's fifth grade birthday cake, things like that. So I'm curious to see how how you um, create your miniatures because me, I'm sentimental and I know not everyone is as sentimental as I am. All right, I will leave you with that. Thank you for sharing and listening to my story of my grandparents' kitchen. Like I said, I hold this one true to my heart, and what I'm really excited for is I can tell a story to my kids now, and they can kind of live through my grandparents also, even though they've never met them. So thank you again for being here, and we will chat soon. And remember, everything ordinary becomes extraordinary and miniature. Thank you.